And hey, everybody, welcome to Rapture Prep Podcast. So we're back with the timeline here, and um, we're just going to go back over real quick what we left off with last week. We got to cover a lot, but um, on the timeline, we have the uh, Six Trumpet World War, and um, we discussed that with a third of uh, mankind being wiped away, which is like 2.5 billion or something crazy like that. Um, then we started with the Mideast Peace Treaty after that, because the world's going to be craving for peace after a war. Right. Um, then we see that starts the final seven years, then the Temple Mount under a sharing arrangement, Israel, <laughs> Palestine, everyone's trying to share that area, the sacred area. Um, Jews are going to build their temple and then resume the sacrifices. Now, uh, that's where we left off last week. Now we're going to be starting with this war in heaven that is going to spiritually <laughs> kick off things in the natural. Okay, so um, let's go to Revelations 12, verses 7 through 8, that describes this event. Um, Eric, do you have that? Yep, I'm pulling it up right now. Okay, if you can just read that for us. There we go. And a war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. All right. So we see here that they are kicked out of heaven. They, I mean, they chose to pick a fight with God in heaven, and they got oh. defeated and then kicked out. And so if we keep on reading in the same chapter, um, we're going to see in verse uh, 12 what happens as a result of this uh, war that Satan tried to start. It says, therefore, rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. All right, and that is King Jameth. Uh, version right there. <laughs> so, uh, he the Thomas. Yeah, and so you know we see that now this famous verse has been quoted that the devil's time is short. This is where it's become a reality. Okay, and it says, "Woe to the inhabitants of the earth." So this means that the tribulation has begun. Satan's come down with <clears throat> great wrath. Okay. So, um, and he's trapped down here. He can't go up to heaven anymore and accuse anybody, right? He's, he's stuck down here now. And so he's mad. And right? so he's yep. going to take that anger out on the, on the creatures that God has bestowed his love on. Us. And if you think, if you think about it, right, Satan back in Isaiah said, I will ascend to the throne of heaven. I will, I will, I will. He was so prideful because God gave him this position of the second in command or whatnot, this, you know, position of uh, authority or responsibility. That's what authority is. And so, because uh, the person who gives you authority has the power to take it away. So you actually have none. Um, right. <laughs> you have a temporary authority. That's all that boils down to. And right. so, um, you know, Satan says, I will, I will, I will. And so here he is starting a fight with God, a losing battle, obviously, confined to earth. And so he gets so mad. The question it, is, has Satan read <laughs> Revelation right, 12? I mean, like, seriously, like, or has his pride blinded him so much to where, like, you go up again, you're so mad at, you know, so-and-so, and then you find out, hey, they got a black belt, bro, and, you, and you're disabled. You know, like, oh, I don't care. I can take them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where Satan's at. Just, I'm going to run them over in my wheelchair. Yeah, it's crazy. So, it, um, but he comes, this pride does not stop. It increases to the point where there's an abomination of desolation. He pulls the ultimate slap in the face against God. So you have that there in Daniel uh, 11, 31. There it is. Yep. And it's, so it's talking about the uh, the Antichrist, 
He's going to have the abomination of desolation where he stands in the new temple and claims to be God. Yeah, and and right there in verse 31, it says, The forces shall be mustered by him, and they shall defile the sanctuary fortress, and they shall take away the daily sacrifices. So he he takes away these sacrifices that they're trying to sacrifice to Jehovah, right? He says, no more of that. You're not sacrificing to that. You know, and he's probably cursing in his mind because he's so mad at God. You're not giving him any more nothing. He's like, check it out. He says, I am God. That's what the abomination is. Um, and he's in the, the desolate. It's kind of like he's trying to make it almost uh, feel like, you know how people say, uh, you know, in the Lord's Prayer, you know, on earth as it is in heaven, right? Right. Like he's trying to do the reverse of that. He's trying to ascend to the throne of God by declaring himself to be God on earth. Yeah. So, so, so like to make it as it is in heaven or something. And what I find, this is just a, a thought that I had as I read this, but it says they'll take away the daily sacrifices and place the abomination of desolation there as an italics. So right. it's, not, it's not there in the original, but place the abomination of desolation. So it's like, is he just going to declare this with his mouth? Or are they also going to like put some official free? Yeah, you're up, right. Like, such and such as God. We're putting this here. You know what I mean? You're right. And, and he does. And I'm sure since he stops the sacrifices, you know, he may put a, you know, a statue of him right there. You know I mean? Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't a dictator uh, do that? And he is the father of all liars and dictators. So, um, yeah, it's going to be well, crazy. They, they, do, they do make the uh, the world to worship the image of the beast later there. So there it maybe, is. Yeah, maybe so, this is where they're going to put it. Yeah, so Matthew 24 is the next one we got, um, verses 15 through 18. This it's just uh, it confirms what Jesus is confirming what Daniel spoke. It says, therefore, when you see this, the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet that we just went over, standing in the holy place, says, whoever reads this, let him understand. Then let those who are Judea flee into the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down, take anything out of the house. Let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. Because of the wrath of this dictator, he's going to be persecuting the woman, the church, uh, and Israel, uh, the woman. So um, it's going to get bad. And then 2 Thessalonians also uh, talks about this as just another reference point. Um, it says, don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the man doomed to destruction. So he will oppose and exalt himself over everything that is called God or is worshipped, so that he sets himself up in the temple, proclaiming, there it is, himself to be God. So he's... That's, that's, you got some guts, I mean, you know, in a bad way. Yeah, no, the devil. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna just, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go into the temple of God and be like, "This is my, I'm here. This is my house." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna. Daddy's home. Wow, this is crazy. But you know, (laughs) um, this is just gonna be something else that proves the Bible is real. These prophecies are. This is gonna be a news event. It's gonna be worldwide. It's gonna be everywhere. We're gonna see him do this and. But I, you know, I believe it's uh, it's going to be partially uh, and politically religious. It's going to all be, come together as a good thing, you know. Like we talked. Oh about yeah, man! The week, world, the world's uh, going to be in celebration over this because you know you're going to have this war and this right. peace treaty, and then this dude's going to come along. Now, who knows if this is going to be a Jewish guy or you know this is going to you know because interestingly you know when they're beheading people for their faith and everything right that's kind of an Islamic way of killing people you know what I mean but whether this this uh, antichrist is going to be uh, Jewish or maybe even I don't know it's got to be basically so that something that everybody accepts him pretty much yeah and that's so everybody yeah and you know in in looking at this there's there's going to be this um, this team effort, this world, one world government, one world religion, one world economy. It's all coming together. And he's going to say, hey, I'm God. And, you know, it's going to make so many people happy that they're like, finally, you know, the government and everything, it's all one. And we don't have to have this division no more. 
you know, it's yeah, going mean, to think about it. It sounds like a good thing. It sounds yeah. like a good idea to me. I mean, you it, know what I'm saying? I know yeah. better, but no, like, it does, but you go, Hey, you know what? It, it, you know, it's kind of like when you start thinking about, well, is G okay. You like you had Joel Osteen famously on TV, right? Where Larry King asked him, you know, was Jesus the only way? And he said, well, I'm not God, you know, and I don't judge like, okay. You know, and I, and I kind of get where he was coming from in the sense that he was trying to say, well, I, it's not my job to judge or whatever, but at the same time, it, it's, it's, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the father, but through me. Period. And that's you it. Know? And any pastor worth their salt is going to quote the word of God and stand for it. So yep. um, that's, that's my stance on that. Um, if you like Joel Osteen, that's great for you, but do your research. <laughs> Live your best life now. Yeah. And so moving right along, uh, the false prophet, okay, is going to support the Antichrist, like we just said, with this one world government, one world religion. So that's why he's called the false prophet, because he's it's false. Um, and so there, let's see, 927, okay. Uh, go ahead and read that, if you don't mind. Then he shall confirm uh, a covenant with many for one week, and I'll just pause there real quick we went over this last 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 week about this one week how this is uh, seven years but in the middle of the week or three and a half years in he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering and on the and on the wing of abominations shall be one who makes desolate even until the consummation which is determined is poured out on the desolate yeah and wow that that's amazing that was written so many thousands of years ago right um and so going to Revelation 13, uh, the next one, 11 through 12, it says, I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth and had two horns like a lamb, curiously, and he spake as a dragon. Yeah, it's okay. the like the false Christ, right? He's like exactly. looking like a lamb, but he's talking like the devil. Yeah, and so it says he, he exercises all the power of the first beast before him, Satan, and caused the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast, Satan, which is the Antichrist, those uh, whose deadly wound was healed. So um, seeing that scripture right there, what we're talking about is the, the false prophet's going to say, hey, worship the beast. Okay, I'm here. I'm like a lamb, right? But I'm not Satan. You know, it says his evil forces masquerade as, you know, angels of light. It's a deception. He's the great deceiver, the liar. So he's going to say, hey, look, worship him. You know, I'm the, I'm the, the, the false prophet. And so um, there it is in scripture for you to look at. And um, so we can see here that um, there's a lot going on right here at this halfway point. Okay, now in, in uh, response to this, two, the two witnesses begin their ministry. Okay, so this is God's two people that he has anointed for this time, okay, to um, go against the two people of Satan that are um, causing destruction, okay? The false prophet and the Antichrist. So God's bringing his two witnesses. And um, this is after the three and a half, this is three, after the halfway mark, three and a half years left. So this is like the, uh, the two witnesses are like the, the antivirus we got the uh the antichrist and the false prophet and then we got the two witnesses right so it's like the the battle has begun between the you know in a sense for you know the wars in heaven and now we're having a little show off on earth a showdown on earth with doctrine a doctrinal showdown yeah so uh matthew 24 uh well go for the country of revelations 11 uh yeah read that for me and i will give a power unto my two witnesses and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days clothed in sackcloth okay so here that it is, is. Uh, three and a half years right so here it is folks the, we see here that the great the great tribulation has started okay without a question right eric yeah okay and it even gives the number of days three and a half years is what that adds up to that they're going to have right mm -hmm. so they're going to prophesy that long okay now how can the pre-tribulation rapture theory of the holy spirit being taken from the earth 
Eric, can you explain that to me? How this makes sense? How we were taught growing up, right? Mm-hmm. Without a scripture to prove it, but how we were taught that the Holy Spirit, the church is getting taken up, ever all the Holy Spirit's gone, and it's just going to be evil, and that's it. And then God's coming back to kill everybody. Well, I mean, certainly you could see that position if you say the rapture's already occurred and everybody good's gone, right? And sure. so now everyone's left to their own devices. But, you know, the problem with that doctrine is that, and, and you know, even in some of these videos we've done, we see the comments where people are like, well, no, the, the Bible's clear that uh, that the pre-tribulation rapture's going to happen. God's going to get his church and this, that, and the other. And there's some scriptures that may seem to allude to that, but Matthew 24 is just, is, crystal clear where he says hey this is going to happen then this is going to happen then this is going to happen then the sign of the son of man is going to appear and then people are going to tremble and then and so well you know what that's our next uh, scripture if you just want to turn to it yeah he just lays it out in chronological order for you you know now this is a uh, part of matthew 24 it doesn't go over that whole breakdown but i encourage you listeners uh viewers go read matthew 24 from start to end on your own time and come to your yeah. own conclusion because there's a lot of there's a lot in there, man. All right, so yeah. this is neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes and now bones. now in context, just so you'll know, this is the uh, abomination of desolation had just taken place in the previous verses. Yep. Okay, and then that's what it says here. Don't go back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, go ahead. Don't go get your clothes. Don't have babies. Right. <laughs> Pray that your flight be not in winter. Neither. So it says. Neither let him which is in the field go back to take his clothes. Woe unto them that are with child and to them who give suck in those days. But pray that your flight be not in winter, neither on the Sabbath day. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, no, nor never shall be. Okay, now. Now, now if there's a, real quick, if there's a pre-trib rapture, right? Okay. Why is God, these are, he's talking to his people. Hey, look. Don't right. go back to get your clothes. Don't okay. pray to God you don't have a baby to take care of in those days. Because why? Because the Antichrist is coming to persecute the church, persecute Wait, the church, wait, persecute so wait. So you're, huh. Right? You're telling me what I was taught growing up isn't right? Uh, well, either it's <laughs> right, either it's either it's wrong or Jesus is wrong. I guess we can pick which one is wrong. Uh, I don't like my uh, old pastor that much. Right. So I think I'm going to go with Jesus on this one. Yeah. So you're right. Like he right before this, he says abomination, desolation. He said, look for it. Watch out for it. How are we going to be looking? How are we going to be watching for it if we're gone? Okay. why would he be telling us to do this? Come on, church. So look, we're going to be here. We're going to see it happen. It's going to be on camera. We're going to watch it on our phones. Or if, our you, and if, you, if, you, if you think about this, if you think about something that just kind of gave me a little chills here when I thought about it, if you Uh-oh. think about this, if God's desire is to save the world, which obviously it is, he sent his son to die, right? right. So, the, so that we may live, you know, you know, John 3, 16, right? If you believe in him, you're, you're going to heaven. If you don't, you something else coming for you, right? Uh-huh. But um, why would God remove his greatest tool which is us he uses men right the the bible even says that that god doesn't do a thing unless he reveals it to his prophets first and all this right so god uses people to speak his word out why why would he remove his evangelism team from the earth because we're the only ones that are going to be able to tell people hey look this is what we've been saying all this time right right right. this is where and so the reason he's telling us all this is so at that time now the great awakening the greatest awakening hopefully ever i would think would happen where people like uh, ourselves we see oh my god this dude just stood in the temple and said he was god and we can go back and go look look right here in the bible where it's you know what i mean where it says this was going to happen you know what i mean so why would he remove his 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 evangelism team because other than that the news is going to be saying Oh, this this great, awesome guy. God has come down among us, and you know now everything is all peachy and rosy and whatever. And the Muslims, the Jews, and the Christians were all going to make one religion, and we're going to hang out, and you know all paths lead to the same God. And blah, you know blah, what, blah, blah, man? Blah. You lost me. I'm still sitting here thinking, how can my pastor be wrong? I mean, you know, probably like... because somebody taught him wrong and taught them wrong. I mean, you know, it's 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 funny because. 
there's a lot of things, right? There's a lot of things in oral tradition, right? And, all, you know, uh, for example, I'm not a Mason. I don't really support doing that. But a lot of the stuff with the Masons that they do, everything's passed down orally. They don't write any of it down, right? Well, when you do that, by the time it gets from one person to 50 more people, the story's going to change because you can't go back to that original written thing. So I tell you, hey, you know, I like blue shirts. And then you go and you tell somebody else, hey, Eric likes uh, long sleeve blue shirts. You know what I mean? And then somebody says, uh, he, whatever. by the time it gets passed down, it's yeah, all yeah. convoluted, right? Well, yeah, and that's the whole thing. Like in the Christian world, the study of the end times is actually called eschatology. Mm-hmm. So it's its own field. You can get your a degree in it separately. So a lot of pastors don't have a degree in eschatology. A lot of pastors have no degrees. And then there's uh, divisions of churches, Methodist, Baptist, all sorts of other things that have their own uh, interpretation of the Bible and scriptures, which is their doctrine and their theology that is separate from what the actual word of God says. And no matter how much you try to tell them, like we're showing you right now, we're showing you the truth. Okay. You try and tell this to them, they're going to be like, well, yeah, but I think there's this one scripture that uh, kind of, uh, and you know what? It's one scripture versus 50 others. And with and you've got to use, and you've got to use scripture to interpret scripture. Exactly. You know yeah. I mean? So, so yeah. you don't want to go Jesus wept and build a doctrine on that. Yeah. And that's go, true. you know what? Uh, that means I'm supposed to cry every day. So Jesus wept. So I'm trying to be like Jesus. So I gotta cry every day. And if you don't cry, you're going to hell. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So in, in saying that, I wanted to bring this up to show you, Jesus said, look, the abomination, abomination of desolation is coming then go don't even go back home and then he says look this is the beginning of the tribulation he said guess what this has never been bad and it never will be worse yeah jesus said you better have your inch bag right here right i am never coming home (laughs) yeah so you know the prepping aspect of this uh if you listen to the people i follow um they will tell you like get an inch bag like you know i'm never coming home and you have everything in there where you can build a fire, your clothes, it's your bug out bag, but it's your permanent bug out bag if you're living over in this area, right? And why is that? Because he wants those people to be safe from the tribulation. He didn't say, hey, buckle your seatbelts. I'm on my way. I'm going to come get you. Don't worry about it. No, he says, look, I'm going to give you direction. Don't go that way because you're not going to be safe if you do. So he's letting you know there's tribulation coming and how to avoid it, okay? So um, this pre-tribulation thing, as you can see right now, it's falling to pieces. And so, um, but we're going to go over it, you know, and go ahead in the the comments, let us know any other questions you have. But, you know, don't argue from just what you've been taught. You know, use scripture. Um, So moving right along um, to Revelations 13, 7. Go ahead and... uh, so here we see the Antichrist is expanding his control. He's kind of, he's setting himself, setting up the, the foundation for the mark of the beast here, right? Because he's got power over everybody pretty much. So it was given him to make war with the saints. Now, how is he making war with the saints if we're gone, Paul? I'm not really sure how that's happening, right? Uh, it, let's just take this scripture out and throw it away. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't line up with that pre-tribulation okay. rapture. No. So. Okay. Yeah. All out. right. Um, <laughs> so okay. He had to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and power was given him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. So, everybody, pretty much. Yeah, not just that. the Jews, which a lot of people believe the church is gone, and this is just the Jews. But this is talking about. But no. You no, know, this it's, is interesting though. Even myself, when I just read this, it kind of because I've kind of wondered in my own mind. Right. By the way, you've been taught. Well, is America going to have to be involved with this? Well, I mean, I, you know, from what I see there, it says all, all probably yeah. means all, you know. I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah. yeah. So it says, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Now we know that not all will, but well, then yeah. Again. And that's, that's what it's saying. It's going to be this one world government. It's going to be, you're either going to be forced to, but keep reading. Whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world? This reminds me of real quick. 
you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's a very yeah, it is. Uh, it's kind of an early iteration of uh, of this story here, right? Where they they all right when we play the music, you better bow down and worship, right? But they refused. Yeah, and that's going to be your job to refuse and refuse unto death. You know, right? Yeah, and hopefully here in America, according to the beast and all the nations involved with the beast. Uh, America's not pictured in that. I, we will go over that. We'll make a, a, a podcast just on that. But, um, you know, hopefully we're not under direct, uh, you know, authority of the Antichrist. America's always been a land of the free. So hopefully that's still the case. But if not, Jesus hopefully is we're still, hopefully America's even still around because we've already yeah. had the, we've already had this big war that killed the third of mankind. And we don't know who the third of mankind is going to we, die. We don't, we really don't. So that's where it doesn't tell us, well, it's going to be China. They're going to die. Or... Hey, and, and I'm going to let you know this right now. Uh, God woke me up just a, you know, a few months ago and troubled my spirit and was talking to me about prepping and about uh, getting ready for um, needing a place to go bug out to with food, you know, for at least like a year's worth and somewhere where, you know, I can be safe. And that, that may be because there's a nuclear war coming, could be another nation trying to come against us. I don't know. Um, maybe our own government turning on us. We have no clue, but I'll, you know, that's why this is called rapture prep. Because in America, we have a different assignment. We have a different, everything's different over here versus the Middle East. And so, um, you know, China could try to wipe us out, vice versa. We don't know. Um, but we need to be prepped. And with this, um, you know, we need, to, we need to just get rid of this right now, uh, this mindset of, oh, we just need to just wait for Jesus. It's going to make everything okay. No. This, this one third of mankind being wiped out. There's going to be famine. There's going to be shortages. Have your own stuff ready, you know. Um, and so this is moving right along to um, Mark Antichrist establishing control. And then, well, go ahead and read it. Yeah, and you know what's interesting? I kind of wanted to say this here, though, because although I do think that there's some groundwork there. Uh, well, let's just read the scripture and then we'll go from there. Okay. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, that no man might buy or sell, save or accept that he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. Six six six. Everybody knows that. That's very. You know, uh, I think you're many. fired for using the King James, but there's probably going to be a lot of people out there that think this is the most word for word accurate translation, which I tend to agree. But um, so what's your commentary on this? Uh, is this well, pre-trip well, so, rapture? You, know, it, it, you had a lot of people when uh, COVID started, right? Who said, uh, oh, look. Oh, yeah, yeah. Vaccine is the mark of the beast right now. Oh, no. I'm not pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine it's up to you it's your personal choice right but uh what i will say is it's not the mark of the beast you know what i mean there you go um, and and, you know. and the reason that it's not the mark of the beast is because we could see here in this chronological order that all of these other things have had to happen before this mark of the beast comes along right thank you thank you for settling so, this so so for those of you who are out there going oh I, my neighbor took the mark of the beast and i don't like <laughs> it, you know i don't like him no more because you know no your neighbor didn't take the mark of the beast now did they get a medication that might have bad side effects okay you can say that you know is I mean? it evil maybe okay so right. um but but yeah there's a lot here you know just like what eric was saying um but you know he's gonna he's gonna cause them to either be killed or exiled or you know something if they don't accept this mark of the beast and that's gonna be after the abomination and desolation where he's declaring himself god and we're gonna know why we're taking it very simple you can't buy or sell after that you're gonna have to um basically starve to death or you know whatever it is 
Better have a garden and a rifle. Yeah, so this is where prepping comes into play, folks. You need to have skills. You need to learn how to uh, tend to a garden, animal husbandry. Um, but, 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 Paul, nobody needs animals. an AR-15. Oh, yeah, tra trapping small animals. Um, <laughs> yeah, gun. I mean, we, we both have so much gun training, it's ridiculous. But you need to have stockpiles of ammunition. Uh, you need to be ready for threats and um i don't have any guns yeah uh so that's just no. a, a toy replica of the 3d printer um but anyways and so you know the, but the bible says here's wisdom let him understand count the number of the beast the number of a man so um you know 666 we know the mark of the beast it's going to be evident to us what it is there's a lot of theories out there but that's it. I feel I feel led to say something here real oh, quick. No. The, what is the, it? <laughs> the, the guns and all this is great. Okay, you need to produce. We, you know, the reason we have guns is not to be cool or not to, uh, you know, the desire to hurt anyone. It's out of love, right? It's so that you 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 know you love your family. You have a gun, whatever. Jesus told his followers, "Hey, you know, how do you have a sword?" He said, "No." He said, "Well, go sell your cloak and get one." So, real quick though, what I felt led to say on that note though is it's important to be able to physically defend yourself and your family and everything like that. But what's more important believers and listeners is that every day that we put on the armor of God, right. Right. And that's where we get our real protection from. Right. Uh, however, you know, that doesn't mean that you sit there and, you know, if you have a robber come in your house, right. Or you're attacked by a grizzly bear, you might not be able to rebuke that grizzly bear in the name of Jesus, right? You might have to shoot the bear. You know what I mean? So the, 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 the point being is that, yeah, everything is, is subject to, to God's name, right? But God's also given us resources like prepping, like having, weapons, yeah, like, definitely. you know, whatever. So, you know, do what you can to ensure your family's safety and to ensure your that you can withstand all this. That's what this show is about is that, look, look, we're telling you, there's some things coming down the pike that you're not going to like. Right. And none of us are going to like, frankly. Yeah. Um, but what we got to do in that time is rejoice. Know that our, the time is near for, for, for Jesus to return and, you know, try to be prepared for that so we can be the most effective witness that we can down yeah. here now. You know, if you get beheaded for your faith during all this, you know what I mean? You go to heaven. Okay, great. You know what I mean? But, but, you know, if you can avoid getting your head chopped off, that might be a good thing. So. Yeah. And it, you know, the, it also says that uh, if you can pull up that timeline one more time, um, there's going to be um, a time period where the church is here and there's going to be the world's greatest revival during this time period. All the prophecies are we're gonna be we're gonna be able to do what we're doing now and be like, oh hey, look, you remember this in the Bible? Look, that just happened last week. You know what I'm saying? People are gonna be like, oh wow, uh, how do I repent and accept Jesus? Like, yeah, there's only three and a half years left. You know, they're gonna see the mark of the beast, they're gonna understand it. Um, and so at that time, we need to be witnessing to people. We need to know how to witness to people. We're going to be uh, having a podcast where we're going to be breaking this down, how to witness to other people. Um, it's important. Have you ever led anybody to the Lord before? That's an important question. It's a great question. Yeah. Um, question. Do you know what the Great Commission is? Have you even heard of that phrase before? A lot of Christians don't know what it is. Is that when you're in sales and you get paid off of a... Uh, no. So you're That's not the Great Commission? No, for salesmen, no. Uh, yeah, oh. but so yeah, the Great Commission is to go into all the world, make disciples, preach, okay? Um, this, is, this is our job. This is the last thing Jesus said before he was taken out and is the most important. We have right. fallen from grace. We we have sinned. It's been passed down. Our job is to reconnect people back to God so they'll be saved and not uh, go to hell. And they'll know about this mark of the beast. So you want your neighbors, friends, and family to already know about all this to where they can say, you know what? I'm not taking that. And by the way, where's so-and-so? Because I need to go pray that sinner's prayer with them because I believe all this now. You know, But if they didn't know... 
they're going to be like, oh, great. Hey, food stamps. You know, what I mean? that's what. Right. Gonna... Right. Right. Yeah. right. Dude, I've thought I've thought about this myself a lot, and I've thought, man, want free food. I mean, man, I've thought, man, how hard would that? Because you know, I'm used to making good money. I'm used to have you know whatever, right? Imagine all of the sudden you can't make any money. You can't do any of this. You can't go to Kroger, Walmart, wherever, Amazon, wherever, right? Unless you first go, yeah, here I. You know, here's my pass. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? I got here's, my, here's my, my vaccination. My mark, you know what I mean? Yeah, here's my, my vaccination mark. card, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, here's your vaccine card, right? Yeah, here's my vaccine card. I, yeah, I, no, I, I do think, I do think that those type of things that we've seen there um, are conditioning us. Oh, they are. Um, yeah, one hundred. Now, so yeah. I don't, I don't believe it's not. Well, it's not that I don't believe it's not the mark of the beast. It is not the mark of the beast. You know what I mean? the vaccine and all that and the lockdowns aren't in whatever, but yep, it's making what, us what, what they are, what they did do there was they proved that the state could usurp the authority of the church and come in and say, we, we're God basically in a way, right? Because they told you, you can't go to church anymore. You need to take this shot. You can't leave your house unless you got your little essential worker badge. Or whatever. And I understand that there needs to be certain things for safety, but the way that, you know, uh, that the government's overstepped his bounds is whenever they go beyond what's good for your safety, right? And they just start doing exercising things that usurp God's authority in your life, you know, like telling you, well, you can't go to church. Like there, there was a there was a a, a lady that preached at our church this last uh, week, and she talked about how this one church was having a uh, service during COVID, but the, all of the people were in their cars, right? And the government came in and said, no, you can't do that, even though they're in their cars, right? Wow, but they could probably go to the drive-in movie, right? Right, or they could go to Kroger during midnight or whatever it was, or you know what I'm saying? And so I'm no scientist, right? I'm no expert, but last I, last I remember, I don't think that viruses spread from car to car. You know what I mean? I don't know. That, that sounds off. Uh, I think like a pre-trib rapture or something. I'm just going to, I'm going to go with what the government and everyone else tells me and just, yeah. You know. Well, cause you're not supposed to have an opinion. The experts will tell right. you what your opinion yeah. is. And then you may. So, so anyway, when the government starts to overstep their bounds, right. And usurp God's authority in your life, in your life and try to say, well, you, you can't even go to church if you're following our social distancing recommendations and, and, you know, I, I mean, I, it wouldn't have even surprised me if they said, hey, we, you can't do virtual church because, you know, that increases the chances that you guys might get together somewhere later. Oh, well, yeah, it's it's going to be bad. Who knows? But so I believe those things, though, they're conditioning us for this. So when the government ultimately says, well, you got to take this mark. Yeah. You know, yeah. people will go and, and then and then the. You know the wokeness of the day will be well if you don't have the mark then you know you're you're you don't even need to be alive you know yeah I mean? of course yeah you, you're a, you're a hater you're a um you're a terrorist yeah because you are you are you know not wanting unity and so yeah it's so you it's can crazy. see things there's things are already trending oh yeah, yeah. this direction cancel culture accept everybody for everything and it's just crazy so now in this whole timeline, we've gone through almost all of it, but the next episode, we're going to focus on the rapture and all of these events that happen at the end times. And um, this is, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be amazing. And I'm sure you're going to hear things that you've never heard before, or it's going to be contrary to what you've heard. Um, you should be used to this by now with... Um, the media, this administration, just anything over the past, I don't know, eight years or, or more, um, you're used to getting information that's conflicting. And so why would the, you know, the devil, he doesn't want you to know the truth of all this, because if you do, his plan's revealed. But and you, can't, you can't fact check the devil. I learned this from uh, your book. Yeah. You cannot fact check the devil using your logic and using your you just your reasoning. You've got to fact check him with the word with the word of God. So whenever he whenever he comes along and throws stuff at you, 
you know, you look how Jesus fought the devil. He went back and he said, no, it's, it's written, you know, and then the devil tried to fight him with the same thing. Well, it's written. You can throw yourself down or whatever. Right. So um, anyway, I just thought I'd give out that nugget there. You get, you know, if you're going to fact check the devil, fact check him with the word. So when he throws something at you, you see it like, like, okay, this guy comes along and you're alive at this time. And he's saying, I'm God or whatever. And, and you go, well, he seems like a good guy. You know what I mean? He looks like a good guy. He caused all this peace. Like, right. I want the Muslims and the Jews and the Christians to all be together. That sounds good. Sign me up, right? Coexist. Yeah. Coexist, baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I hate those bumper stickers, by the way. Well, um, anyway, not anyway, that yes, I'm against, against There's a lot here. Um, yeah. And so we're, we're going to be going over uh, this timeline really quickly on the next episode. But, you know, it's going to be just these end time events. This is exciting. The good news is we have time to prep. We have time to spiritually prep and not in prepping the natural. Spiritually, we need to be learning how to share our faith, rightly dividing the word of God. We need to be uh, fulfilling the Great Commission, which is preaching, making disciples, leading people to the Lord. Um, and then in the natural, we need to be prepping for food, uh, food, skills, a place to, to be safe um weapons all sorts of stuff you know um to protect our family so we can make it all the way through this timeline and guess what uh, we've talked about before but we you know if you're listening to this there's a chance that you may never actually physically die because you get caught up in the rapture that's pretty cool um right. but uh anyway so i i hope this is blessing you that you're seeing and you're understanding the truth of what we're revealing to you um, and we're going to go further on with that. But um, as we always do, we're going to um, reveal the whole purpose of all of this. And that's for Jesus to come back and to show himself as the son of God with power and authority. That's a loving God that's going to protect his people. And um, it's all about us having a relationship with him. And so, uh, so, Eric, real quick, I want to say, you know, if you uh, if you listen to this stuff and you don't know the Lord and this stuff scares you. And I mean, even as a believer, this stuff can be scary, you know, especially right. if you just let fear creep in a little bit. It'll it'll take its, you know, it'll take its place. Um, but if this stuff scares you and you don't know the Lord, it should scare you. Um, but what should scare you more than that is that, you know, whether you live to the end of this age or not, right, that ultimately judgment comes for everyone. And that, as the word says, is appointed unto men once to die and afterwards the judgment. Right. And so, uh, you know, Romans 3.23 says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So that means everybody you've sinned. I've sinned. We've all sinned. Right. Um, but the good news is that Christ came to pay for your sins, right? So while we were yet sinners, Jesus died for us, right? And so if we just accept that free gift of salvation, uh, then, you know, John 3.16 says that, you know, we'll be saved. Whosoever believeth on him shall be saved. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes on him shall be saved. But, you know, it goes on to say whoever does not believe is condemned already. And so... That's the part that usually gets left out of that scripture. And so I want to just give you this invitation invitation right now to accept the Lord. So if you feel the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart or you feel convicted, you feel scared, you feel like I need to act, I need to do something. That's not a coincidence. Don't ignore that feeling. Right. That feeling is God telling you, hey, I, I want you. You know, I love you. I want to save you. I want to bring you out of this. And God yeah. does love you. And he wants to bring you into his fold, you know. So uh, either I can or you can, Paul, you want to lead them through a, a sinner's prayer? Yeah. Um, you know, if you've never prayed this prayer before, maybe you have. Um, this is a prayer acknowledging your belief in Jesus Christ as the Lord, as the Savior of all of mankind. Um, and, and the word clearly says, just to give the found, scriptural foundation for that prayer, because I know some people say, well, sinner's prayer is not biblical and all this, right? But what it says what, what what it says is if you shall confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that to Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved, right? Right. From the heart 
uh, man believes unto justification with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. I believe. It's, right. And so, and what's Eric I believe saying? Unto righteousness. He, sorry. Yeah, yeah. He's given you the word of God. So, because what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to pray a prayer of you confessing Jesus as Lord, but you're going to feel that in your heart, you know, yep. and with your faith, you're going to feel the Lord. Like it says in Revelations, behold, I knock and anyone who answers and believes I will come in and sup with them. So you will actually feel the presence of the Lord Jesus or the Holy Spirit um, inside of you. It's Emmanuel is God with us. And so um, we are actually described as God's temple. And the temple of God inhabits the Holy Spirit and dwells and takes up that residence. So this is, uh, like the Bible says, he gives treasure in earthen Vessels. vessels yeah so uh we're gonna make this proclamation together and um if you will have sin before the bible says that there is none righteous not even one okay jesus christ was perfect he, he lived a life of perfection leading to the cross where he was innocently slain and shed his pure sinless blood as a sacrifice of atonement for your sin Amen. So if you accept that pure sacrifice as a gift, that blood will cleanse you. Hallelujah. So let's just pray right now. Just declare, Lord, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus. Lord, I believe that you sent your son, Jesus. To die on the cross for me. To die on the cross for me. I accept his gift. I accept his gift. His sacrifice. His sacrifice. Please forgive me of all my sins. Please forgive me of all my sins. And cause me to be born again. And cause me to be born again. Help me to make you Lord of my life. Help me to make you Lord of my life. I accept you now. I accept you now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So if you prayed that prayer, the Holy Spirit has revealed to you that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he is real and you feel it and it's exciting and, and don't let the devil come in and tell you that that wasn't real because the first oh, thing sure. the first thing he'll do is come along and say oh you didn't really mean that that's not really true whatever but you you know it you know it if you pray oh, yeah you know because because you know the word says that no man can say that jesus christ is lord except uh the holy spirit right that's it and, and it takes so, the holy spirit to do that work uh, the Holy Spirit's never going to leave anybody until the very last moment with the possibility of getting saved. And so he's with you now. Um, and so just re remember, you're not perfect. It's a, it's a work in progress. You're under construction. And mm -hmm. so you're, you know, you have that sign permanently on you. But God sees you as perfect because of the blood of Jesus. So you are justified. And like I actually learned from Eric, just if I'd never sinned. Yep. So you are justified in God's sight. He sees the blood of Jesus. Like in the Old Testament, when uh, they put the lamb's blood over the doorway, death passed over, judgment passed over. They were safe. Same thing. And you, know, you know what's cool about that, Paul, is that the angel didn't uh, go down there and knock on the door to see who was in the house. There it is. All he did was fly over to see if the blood was on the doorpost. That's it. And it's real simple. You know, it's something the Lord spoke to me about earlier today. And, you know, um, people are thinking like there's a Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, you know, a mansion in heaven. Right. Mm -hmm. um, don't try to start moving into that mansion early. OK, <laughs> with with your good works and all these other things. Right. No, we have to fulfill the Great Commission while we're here on earth. God's going to give us rewards whenever we get up there. Let him worry about all that. Um, stay in the word. Have the love of God, which is the most important thing for people. Uh, love never fails. So we want to end the podcast with that. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Share this with everybody that you know. Help us to evangelize by just you forwarding this and um, sharing it with yeah, other if you if you don't have the and a lot of people don't some people will say 
and I'm sorry, it's a little bit of a cop out, but so I'm not trying to get on you, but some people will say, well, faith is just a very private thing for me. You know what I mean? Okay, but Jesus told you to share it, right? So, but if you feel that way, I understand. I'm not condemning you, right? God will work on you. God, God works on us all in all different areas. But what you can do that's real simple is just share things like this with, with, with your, you know, with your lost family members and stuff. Because after all, if you're a believer and you believe that Jesus Christ is the, the Lord, of, uh, you know, is Lord, right? And King of Kings, right? And you know that he's the way to heaven. Are you being a good family member or a good friend? If you don't at least give your friends the chance to join you at the biggest, best party for all eternity. Right. Uh, and, and the alternative is that they, they're punished eternally. Right. So like, nobody like, wants that. Yeah. It, 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 you know, it's like if I knew where gas was a penny and I didn't tell you, I wouldn't be a good friend, but this is way more important than that. You know? It is. Yeah. You so. have to set aside your pride and uh, your feelings or hurting their feelings or, Oh, what are they going to think if I'm preaching to them and I didn't <laughs> yesterday and blah, blah, blah. Yep. None of that matters. You're not perfect. And we, we even had a thing at the, at our office this morning, which was kind of funny. I won't go into detail, but, uh, but anyhow, um, Paul made it, I'll just say, uh, uncomfortable around the office with, uh, <laughs> by, uh, sharing, sharing, uh, things with, with secretaries and stuff about, about the word, but you know what? God doesn't care about our, you know, comfort, right? Yeah. God cares about souls. God yeah. wants the people yeah. to his kingdom. So yeah, he uh, was talking about the the people that work around our office, or the people everywhere, and uh, God told me to talk to them about my book, and I gave them copies of the book, and they're like, "Oh, I didn't know you were a minister at all this," and so now they're going to be judging me every five seconds to see if I, you know, don't act holy or perfect or whatever. And so uh, that's fine. I'm not worried about that. Just let the Holy Spirit take care of it. And that's what he's talking about. So be uncomfortable. You know, uh, it's for their eternal salvation. So don't be selfish. Get uncomfortable. Uh, God will bless you for it. And that's uh, a good work, Eric. Um, people need to hear that. Um, all right, well, we're gonna Amen. we're going to end this podcast here. Uh, we love you. we see you next time. God bless you. And uh, hang in there. This too shall pass, whatever you're going through. All right. We love you. God bless you. Amen.